7 million people in the UK are regular podcast users. That's up 24% over the past year. So in this podcast, we're speaking to Harvey, an expert in podcasting, about how to make your own podcast. Welcome to the tmill.com podcast, where your brand begins. Welcome, Harv. Thanks very much. Uh, so stoked to have you here with your unique blend of treble and dissonance. <laughs> that was how you described his uh, voice earlier? Yes, just well, yeah. wonderfully uh, charismatic man. Mm. <laughs> Producer Serge on the mic today. Hello, hello. Um, it's a brave topic, talking about podcasts in a podcast. Kind of um, seen the movie Inception. <laughs> yes. You know that shot where um, it spins like 360 degrees? That, that That's, you know, if you're nervous, if it's your first one, that's how... You, you might feel, but talking, uh, <laughs> talking about podcasts and podcasts, that could be about what's um, about what's happened. Time will tell, um, but let's go. Um, podcasts are massive. They're huge. Yeah. The word podcast is everywhere. Yeah. I'm sort of, despite being a semi-regular podcast host, a kind of half in, half out. Um, can you, you have your own podcast and you've been doing it for quite a while. Can you just sort of tell us a bit about it? So... It's about two years old. It's called Generic Drift. And uh, I started it initially um, when podcasts weren't quite as big as they are nowadays. Um, but they were sort of getting there. It was on that trend. And really, I started it as a way to continue talking about animals and science, um, which is why I studied at university. I'm a zoology graduate uh, with my friend from university as well, who's currently studying to be an entomologist. He's doing his PhD. Um, you know, we both went off to different ends of the country, so it was a nice way to stay in touch and also explore science whilst I was doing a career in PR. So, um, yeah, it's it's. I never really meant for it to be a, a big thing. It's just always been a little bit of fun. Um, but, you know, we do have some fairly dedicated listeners all around the globe now, especially in India for some reason. And yeah, <laughs> and um, it's it's nice. It's really nice to see that sort of recognition as well for, for what you do and see that there are other people out there that find the same things that you find interesting, interesting. So you talk about animals and science. Um, podcasts seem to be... Um, or the best ones seem to be focused, right? Yeah, that's a mistake. If I was to do the whole podcast thing again, I would go way more niche um, because ours is such a broad um, subject. You know, talking about, we talk about anything from Neanderthals all the way up to, you know, life, potential life on the moon. Um, and it's so broad that actually there are people out there doing it. Can I just stop you there? Is yeah. there life on the moon? Yeah, so the, the, but is that actually like is that is that a, is this a potential thing? <laughs> so not currently, but um, some uh, scientists believe that when the Earth formed um, and a big chunk of the Moon came off, uh, there would have been a chance for the same sort of matter to have gone across to the Moon, and there would have been a, a um, I think it was called an uh, early life habitation window to have existed on the Moon. So we could have had life on the moon at one point, not today. There's no, you know, atmosphere. Early life habitation window. <laughs> There's a title for your podcast there. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag ELHW. Uh, check it out. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's okay. Mine's slightly blown. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, that's okay. But like I say, I, um, because we're so broad, you know, you can go and listen to Infinite Monkey Cage. You can go and listen to 
uh, all sorts of different science podcasts and hear people, you know, proper celebrities talking about it or people with better credentials than me and my friend Adam. So um, I think that sort of stopped us in a way from growing huge. Um, but at the same time, it was never about that. So one of the things that I think is great about podcasts is this sense that it, I mean, to state the obvious, the way the content and media is being consumed and produced is changing so quick, right? Mm-hmm. But podcasts seem to be all about uh, really refreshing because they're just about expertise. And not only that, kind of anybody can make one, host one. Yeah. And the podcast world is full of kind of the, uh, a next generation of people who are known because of what they know. Yes, it's true. And I think that the way... One of the reasons that that works really well is because of the sort of long form content that, that um, podcast takes or takes a form of, um, which is so unusual nowadays. We're also used to getting our information in tiny little bites, like micro blogging, like Twitter, and even news articles nowadays getting shorter and shorter. Um, whereas, you know, for podcasts, lots of people listen to them on in the background. Um, they'll be doing other things. It's something like 94% of podcast listeners do other things whilst tuning in. It's a refreshing new way to hear about a topic, get somebody's expert opinion. I don't know, educate yourself, but without having to actually take the time, dedicate that whole time out of your day. Yeah, it's like compatible with multi um, multitasking world, with, yeah. with how busy, how, despite, it's kind of contradictory, uh, counterintuitive, despite how busy and how little time everyone has for something it allows you to listen to it when you're doing something else so therefore you can take more time yeah um so so tell us about how you produce your podcast then because you know it's a successful podcast people love listening to it how do you guys now that you know a bit more about it put together your shows that's a good question so it's i actually record remotely with my host so i was until recently based in london um and my co-host was based in york i'm next month actually moving to France and we're hoping to continue the podcast and doing it the same way we've always done it but basically we record locally and we have a call actually over Skype that ancient technology and um, record locally from uh, microphones that we have and then he sends me his audio files I put them together mix it and then upload it and that's pretty much the process actually so that's one of the things that I think is also amazing about podcasts in terms of particularly when we're talking about team or store owners who you know are looking for ways to um, build an audience, engage people, and uh, talk about the things they really care about. You can be anywhere, and uh, even you know one in York and one in France. You can put together a show. We're here on the on the Isle of Wight right now. Sergio described it earlier as the British Hawaii, only because <laughs> only because you get really low light pollution, so you can see you know the stars really clearly. If you're into stuff, uh, I think I, I mean I don't know if you're overselling the island, but I think that's going to stick. <laughs> the, do you know what I mean? The British Hawaii, I love it. I um, hope so. <laughs> and also um, something else that I think um, people store and particularly can benefit from is that you don't you you don't need to worry so much like with video and vlogging. You kind of have to think about your equipment and your set. Yeah, you can you can really do it on a shoestring actually. You know, I don't use a very expensive microphone. I think if you've got 200 quid to start up your podcast, you are well away. But you can do it for way, way less than that. You know, you can use your microphone in your device or your your phone or your Mac or whatever if you really have to. I know people who've started podcasts, successful podcasts, and they started recording under their duvet in their 
room to try and you know <laughs> get some nice sound around their voice um so yeah it really is so versatile and actually nowadays people aren't always looking for that top studio quality it is just about the quality of the content and how interesting the people are and, and actually this kind of concept that things are like real is almost refreshing after 10 or 20 years of like manufactured media or whatnot mm-hmm. so what do you think is the most important thing then for people who are thinking okay maybe i could do this you know how can they benefit from the things you've learned <laughs> yeah that's that's a good question i think what you do need is you need to have a good plan for what your podcast is going to be about. Like I said, I think a niche topic, the more niche you can make it, the better, actually, because there are so many podcasts out there nowadays. It's something like 800,000, um, 54 million podcast episodes currently available. And so people need to, you need, you need to really carve your niche. So work that out firstly, and then also getting the right people as well on the podcast. Who are you going to do it with? How many, you know, what's your format going to be? Are you going to have guests on or are you going to have regular co-hosts? You know, just work out what it's going to be and then how it's going to work and and, yeah, how you can produce regular, consistent content, I guess. So what I like, uh, the guests particularly, Mm. it's it's also, um, it's it's also kind of like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but like makes it quite easy. (laughs) <laughs> it can be i had i've done one episode with a guest most of um, the podcast that i do are just me and adam but we did one with a guest and he was the ceo of a flat earth investigation no um, way yeah hang, hang on like he believed in the flat earth yes no way yes well, you, no way yeah and he <laughs> and he uh <laughs> How did you? Where did you? How did you get him to come around? I contacted a load of. I did it remotely again. He's based in the Netherlands, and um, I just contacted a few flat Earth organisations, and I asked this guy. You know, I'd love to learn a little bit more about um, <laughs> the work that you're doing, and and he said, yeah, I'll come on, and, and we did a little interview, and yeah, the episode's called Globe Skeptic. He doesn't like to call himself a flat Earther. He likes to call himself a globe skeptic because he thinks flat Earthers have got a bad reputation. Okay. Um, we need to listen to a little bit of this. <laughs> let's, let's just cut to listen to a little bit of this. When you're watching moons orbit Jupiter and when you're watching the Great Red Spot as well disappear for half the time and then reappear for half the time, that suggests to me that that would be on a spherical 3D object. Am I sort of jumping to conclusions there, do you think? Now, that's what it appears to be, but how would you empirically verify that? There's no way to do that without actually going there. And for us, that's not possible. You know, there are a lot of theories of what it actually is. It could be spherical, could be you know, two-dimensional, could be concave, you know. We just don't know. We cannot determine that from an Earth perspective. That doesn't mean that it's not beautiful to look at. Okay, absolutely amazing uh, experience listening to this. More of that, including Flat Jupiter-related information um, on the Generic Drift podcast. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've, we've got this kind of guests thing. Um, you know, we can just ask people who've got a view mm-hmm. to share it and keep your blog, uh, keep your podcast, sorry, kind of interesting and fresh. Um, can you be kind of, this might sort of be a sort of a, a stupid question, but be, be really specific about how you prepare. Like you don't write down everything 
like some of the best stuff in in that is like spontaneous, right? So you don't write it down word for word. Yeah, that's that's true. But at the same time, you know, we're talking about scientific information. We we tend to talk about science uh, news, and you want to get that accurate. So you you want to get your facts sort of written down. Basically, the way I approach a podcast is. Um, so I do all the editing and stuff. So I will do less of the preparation and my co-host will do more preparation. So he comes to each podcast with two news stories that he wants to talk about. And I don't know what they're going to be. He's written some notes about that, just some vague notes. And then we have a conversation about it. And it's news to me. So you capture that actual authentic experience of learning something, which I'm hoping a lot of listeners would have as well. And then I do one story as well. We uh, also have regular features that listeners can expect. So we do a segment called Dinosaur of the Month, um, which is just a dinosaur discovery that's happened. Um, no way. There are so many. There are so many dinosaurs what, discovered. Yeah, dinosaurs. Really? There's like one a week okay, on average. Give, that's incredible. Um, my nephew loves dinosaurs. Oh, yeah? Uh, can you give me a, a new dinosaur to Google? Like, <laughs> you, oh Yeah, have you got one? Like, there's one. Is there a dinosaur that you just go, you have to find out about... <laughs> Radicalodon or something. I mean, Radicalosaurus. Uh, dinosaur. Hold on. That's okay. Me. Let's dig it out of the generic drift back catalogue. I've got, I've got one that was great. Dreadnoughtus okay. is one of my favourites. It's on. a huge, huge um, sauropod, which are the ones with the long necks. I think this one was recently discovered as well. That was, I think. Um, right. I just Googled ones. that. That is massive. Yeah, they're huge. Crazy. How? how okay. All right, cool. <laughs> that's the best thing so that's the best thing about podcasts isn't it you can you, it's, it's, just that actually kind of makes your point for you mm. like where you come to a podcast with some news or some facts mm -hmm. or some trivia or something but like you haven't written down at all and you don't want to over prepare no. so that it's still your podcast is still real it's still a conversation yeah yeah okay yeah. good stuff I mean the, that, that's that's how we do it Another dinosaur, actually, I've just thought top of my head. I can't remember the name of this dinosaur, but it was in Australia. And most dinosaurs that are found, obviously, are fossilised. Um, the bone has turned to rock, whereas in this particular instance, it turned to opals. So it's this beautiful, like, crystallised dinosaur skeleton where the mineral process was actually slightly different. I can picture that, and it's just like, that's a really Gucci dinosaur. Yeah, it was. So I got some swag. Bling. Yeah. <laughs> Lingosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, good stuff. So what, what do you think the hardest part of podcasting is? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's really difficult. I would say it really depends on who you are as a person. I guess if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you're the sort of person who likes to talk a lot, which I do. And and I would say that like, it's a bit of a fear is not knowing what to talk about. But luckily, I sort of never have that problem. <laughs> um, I think, I guess maybe the the hardest thing is just starting up, you know, getting everything lined up. How do I approach this? Um, is it even worth doing? You know, the fact of the matter is you're going to start your podcast. If you're interested in starting a podcast, you're going to start your podcast. You're going to release episode one, episode two, episode three, and hardly anyone will have listened to it even your friends and family will have like been like oh, the novelty's worn off i don't want to listen to this anymore but you know if you stick at it then people will people you will accumulate these listeners you know particularly if you've got this niche topic everybody's got their own little interests and yeah then it can really sort of start feeling like it was worth it in the end i think yeah that's the best thing about the internet you know i think there are if you're passionate about something 
and you produce content, there are people out there that will love it mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. tell, tell us a little bit more about your audience then, because you said at the start you have some really passionate listeners in yeah. India and stuff. Can you just share some stories about the kind of people that have found you after, uh, <laughs> after two years? Well, yeah, okay. Well, we've got... Yeah, like I said, we've got a bit of a following in India and a girl who sends us stories to cover all the time, sends us recommendations for like dinosaurs. She's like, just saw this dinosaur story. Can it be dinosaur of the month this month? That sort of stuff. You know, have people draw pictures for us. Like, draw like fan, little, you get fan mail. Yeah, like fan mail and stuff. We get emails as well from people. Um, we had uh, one of the guys... Um, one of the editors of Doctor Who Figurine magazine. Oh come um, on, this is this is brilliant. <laughs> Let us know. And also a, another a great um, podcast in, in New Zealand, actually. That's a, a keen listener, um, sending us stories occasionally. Let's plug away. A history of Aotearoa, or um, yeah, basically New Zealand, ancient history about New Zealand, and um, yeah, cultural history rather. And they there's also lots of interesting dinosaur fossils in New Zealand as well so they are always sending us amazing these, yeah and so there, there we go then it's like um you know a great story about how starting a podcast persevering with it being really passionate about um your topic finding new stuff not over preparing but making sure it's based on kind of facts and having some stuff to talk about mm -hmm. maybe inviting guests keeping up a rhythm and having some regular features that people can rely on is a real kind of surefire way these days especially online to build up an audience that really engages with you and sticks with you. And for a team or store operator that's looking to build a community and produce products for people that get passionate about but also made the right way, I, for one, sort of feel like quite confident in kind of recommending podcasts as, an, as a strategy to kind of take on the internet. Yeah. And so last question is then, let's say you've recorded something on your phone or whatnot or you've edited it up. How do you actually distribute your podcast? Like... How do you get it out there? Yeah, so there are a few ways you can do this. The way, and I'm not going to profess to be an expert in every single way, but the way that I do it is I upload it to a website called Libsyn. Um, so I have a subscription with them, and I pay not very much. I think like ten dollars a month, and but you you can pay depending on the amount of data that you're uploading every month or whatever. Um, and then they syndicate it across to all of the main podcast platforms. You know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, even the niche ones that people have nowadays um so it's quite an easy way to get them out there you also get some nice statistics about people who are listening to your podcast you know who they are where they are um and how that changes every day so you can measure the success of an episode versus another one that's a really good idea actually that kind of data driven approach is what you're is what you're producing sticking yeah the people love it and um, the flat earth podcast that i did was it's just beat beaten everything that I've done but we're a science podcast and I feel like I can't just keep on doing this <laughs> pseudoscience thing I see why though on YouTube nowadays you see all these flat earth videos and anti-vax videos and stuff it's because that's the stuff people want to to watch very <laughs> very searchable yeah exactly yeah it's interesting when you put it like that it's a very modern kind of marketing approach to things that, that should we should sort of shout get, you know shine a light on that actually the way that you can Use use data, mm. monitor, monitor what, and and use that to kind of like continuously improve and target your content based on things that people are would love to hear. Mm -hmm. And when you syndicate it out, that's how people consume podcasts, right? They're on their phone, and it. Where, where do you think that people like you? You listen to podcasts, right? Where yeah. do you Where do you listen to your podcast? On? Um, so I listen in the car. Yeah, mainly that's what <laughs> driving around is because it's like listening to the radio, right? Yeah. Except you have way more. Um, 
way more or a lot more ability to specify the topic that you want to hear about. Um, so I think that it just translates perfectly to that driving experience. But also, you know, commuting as well. Lots of people listen in, in London on the tube. Um, so even if you've got like a job where you're doing, I don't know, data entry or something, loads of people listen just all day at work at their computer to podcasts, getting smarter and smarter and smarter. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Learning more and more and more about dinosaurs. Those people might not necessarily be listening to my podcast. <laughs> hey, Harvey, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure uh, team of store operators out there will really appreciate it. Um, you know the advice you've given about podcasting no thanks very much it's been lovely for loads more cool stuff search Timo on your preferred podcast platform and subscribe <laughs>